after impersonating Thespians in need of a small mercenary company and weaponry enough to organize a coup, our heroes managed to outmaneuver British weapon dealers and after fighting their way through wolpy kidnappers, sleep inside, know that they managed to slip through the defenses of the City of Spies, they must start their infiltration of the Golden Horizon Conservatory. And above all, that means mixing in with the rich neighborhoods of the city. That's what we were doing. Yes, we, we had successfully entered Japan after uh, embarrassing a British person. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, just as Nitro Intendant. And beating up a evil Norwegian. Yes. <laughs> Again, just as Nature intended. Nature is healing. Yeah, yeah. The wolves are returning to the Sea of Japan. You are exactly where you wanted to get. You are into the domain of West Japan on the part of Tokyo controlled by it. You managed to make through the checkpoints and all the artillery and uh, all the counter spies and spies that go around. And uh, there were already arrangements in check for you to get an apartment in what is honestly a quite posh neighborhood. So you discreetly get there and you basically you have three things that you have to do before you can even approach the conservatory. After all, you're going to need to endure at least the most tenuous scrutiny because you're going to be subject for it, of course. And you have to have enough of a solid grasp to handle that. So the three things that you need to get a handle on is to somehow ingrate yourselves on the neighborhood community so that if someone comes looking into you that there's at least enough of a presence to lend currency that you live there, that people know you, that uh, you are a regular. You need to make sure that Voidwalker can perform the minimum enough to actually get into the conservatory and you also need to develop your identities because again when people are going to be looking for you they're gonna, not going to be looking for you they're going to be looking for whatever personas you have so before we meet the home we need to know whose home it is so what is the family name of you four that you four picked and then, of course, your individual names and uh, cover identities. Man, last names are hard already. If you should put me on the fucking spot. You only have seven months of time to get one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hurtful affair. Okay, so Voidwalker is going by Elisa Jones then? Yes, Elisa Jones, Voidwalker. Now we need cover first names. I kind of want to throw a monkey wrench. I'm wondering if, like, you two can be the parents and I can be the uh, odd maid person. (laughs) Maid, butler, housekeeper. Nanny, all rolled into one. Yeah, basically. You know, like, they they did. Just just sort of a man Friday. Yeah. Because I kind of want to do it like a butler slash maid outfit for Joachim. I lo- I'm I'm there. All right, then Yoki doesn't need to be a Jones. I can still be a Jones, but yes, someone get the cat ears. Yes, Ludo, get me the cat ears now. <laughs> and the ice skates. <laughs> God fucking damn it! And I can hit John Doe and just say no baka, John Doe no baka. First names are also hard, especially because it's a cover. I've got to think of a cover name John Doe would think of. I'm seeing an opportunity for a, a joke here, and I can't really pass it up. So my name is going to be Jensen Jones because it's also it's basic. It's basically just sort of a weird alternate universe version of Johnny Jennings. John Doe is going to be Bartholomew Jones. Everyone calls him Bart. Speaking of cat ears, I kind of want to go with Elias Skog. Skog because I think that means forest, and I'm thinking of forest cat now. So <laughs> I'm into that. All right, now while we're developing cover identities, we already got Joachim's the butler man Friday to the family. Yeah. Now we need jobs for uh, or the person Friday. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Our big homie Friday. Yeah. 
for Bartholomew and Jensen. Why don't we play to your strengths and have Jensen remain some sort of college professor? I Yeah, I was thinking that's probably a good idea. You want to change majors? I mean, I know you, you, you probably considered that a lot in college, but now's your chance. Well, the thing is, think about it. There are jobs that require more paperwork preparation than others. Right. And, you know, professor requires a lot of paperwork, namely publications. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe we'll dumb you down a little bit. We have a communications degree, right? Johnny's specialties in, in as far as academia goes are communications and physics. That's a cover job that doesn't require much paperwork, but uses your strengths and will get us into a prestigious school. Uh, I'm kind of curious, Ludo, what is the nuclear industry like in our Japan? Well, it's pretty active on the American edge because for the space program being run from there, they're going to need a lot of power. And basically every single power has on their partition of, of their nuclear silos. So, you know, they have specialists that are involved in that. And there are some uh, smaller nuclear power stations that exist on the Edso and West Japan size, but nothing as considerable on the American-controlled East Japan. Okay. And it's the 60s, or 70s, I should say. So uh, being a nuclear consultant required very little paperwork, which is a terrifying sentence to say. That, you know, you're right about that. Uh, yeah. You just needed a slip of paper saying you could do it at a dream. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but uh, just a thing to consider, the Venn diagram of people that uh, were involved on the Moon Wars and the American Space Program and the nuclear specialists in Japan, it's very close to a circle. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about, I was just like, honestly, I think if I lean into the physics direction just in any format, actually, that's going to be just a little bit too messy. Here's what I was actually thinking. And I don't know if this is a, a literal understand, but I was thinking something to do with radio for the from the communications angle on things. You know what? Yeah, that's actually a very good thing. Maybe. Yeah. Or, you know, more literally, you work on media. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just like I, I work as like a like somebody involved in the broadcasting side of things, maybe. Mm hmm. So to put a title on your broadcasting media expert is here in Japan to start to sketch out a new TV series. Maybe something for the Americans about how life in Tokyo. Ooh, a period piece. That's what I am. That's what I, that's that's what I do. That's 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 my thing. Not just the one show. I am someone who analyzes market successes in in Japanese television. See like sees what people like, and I come up with pitch concepts and stuff based on that. Perfect. You watch Japanese media and figure out what we're going to steal. Exactly. American television in a nutshell. Exactly. That and propaganda. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. In that case, I got to come up with my own cover. What does Bart Jones do for a living? You know, let's lean into entertainment thing and something John Doe could do as an easy cover. Bart Jones is an excellent fitness and yoga instructor here to cater to the, the recent transplants who undoubtedly are desperate to have a taste of home and a taste of that Hollywood lifestyle. I'll name drop a lot of celebrities that I helped lose weight through yoga. Only I won't say yoga because the Cold War is going on. Excuse me. Stunt double I considered, unless there's a ton of motion picture stuff here, it doesn't sound quite prestigious enough. Uh, it's the 70s. I think it was tons of exploitation films and all that stuff everywhere. Like there was a whole industry of China and East, most of East Asia just making, taking cheap kung fu movies and sending them to the United States for the exploitation scene. Yeah. At least that's the way it was in our world. I don't know how it is for this world, but like you could totally be an action star for those cheesy movies where they would take an old Kung Fu movie or something like that, old martial arts film, and just put a white character in it for no freaking reason 
other than to have a white character for the American audiences. Bartholomew Joe is stunt coordinator slash token white guy for these movies. You'd be surprised how much they they need token white guys for these movies, too. No, I love it. (laughs) Okay, we're locked in. Bart Jones is a stunt coordinator, stuntman, and token white guy. You managed to get an apartment here through the help of Gus. And again, you have three goals that you need to accomplish. You need to make progress into them. You need to get involved in the community. You need to consolidate your identities and you get some learning into Alisa Jones. Well, I definitely would like to handle establishing us in the community. I kind of want, uh, yo, well, what was my name again? Elias Skog? Elias Skog? Yes. To be, uh, I'm going to have to remember that. I need to write that down before I forget. So I will totally forget by next session. <laughs> I just would like to go to, like, you know, the stereotypical outdoor market and start getting in on the, on the gossip of the neighborhood. That's this kind of neighborhood. Well, that's the thing, Eliza. At this point, you are the gossip. And uh, it's very hard for people to broach any other topic than you. And of course, they only talk about you until they realize that you work. You're the living maid of the Jonases, so things get very awkward around that. But uh, you learn from uh, one uh, of the maids of the Manurich family of the neighborhood, you learn that uh, there has been a lot of, let's say, problems about uh, who should be organizing the neighborhood events after the lady that uh, was responsible for that, the Baroness of Sandwich, after she got ill and no longer can run those functions, things have been a bit unusual. Uh, and uh, you can see that many of those that are involved in these affairs do that. Unfortunately, or fortunately, the reason why this maid, that you'll learn his name at Serasuka, she can be so freely at discussing this gossip that is goes and said is that her bosses they are very uninterested on the affairs of the neighborhood and this home is pretty much left to herself and the four children so yeah they are part of the community but not at all so they are also not involved in these games hmm I must get in on these games if I'm going to do something I, I don't know like this is internal monologue, you know, the whole you see the scene of Joachim Elias Berserkir kind of standing cross-armed and having their internal monologue. I'm going to do something. I, I, I'm not good with subterfuge. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, maybe you should look for someone else for help. Yes, who can I look for though? Well, speaking of subterfuge, the best person might be the dogs that got you the apartment. Ah, yes. That is someone that you know by for sure has some ability with it. I will try and find the DOS then. So which of the three of you was in contact with the DOS? Because again, it's very unlikely that uh, it's something that more than one member of System 4 has direct contact with. Oh, it's definitely Johnny. It's me. Okay, so... It seems you need to get this information from Johnny first. So, so tell me how you present this plan and uh, your needs so that Johnny can help you there. So, Johnny, I mean, uh, 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 Jennings. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Jennings. What was your name? Jensen. Jensen. Oh, it's a. Uh, I'm, I'm going with Jensen. I, I, I realize sort of now that I'm. Th- now that I'm saying it out loud, I do realize how close it is to my actual... You know what? It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Jensen while we're here. I should probably work on the accent, too. I should I should do something about that. That seems sort of a bit of a giveaway. Eh, I'll figure that out later. Anyways, what can I do you for? I need to learn to subterfuge. Hmm. Uh, well, you know, it is certainly kind of challenging. I... For one, so honestly, Bart, 
is even a little better at it than I am. But, you know, I can talk my way around, you know, just some, uh, I, you know, I can talk my way around some stuff. What are you, what, what are you looking to do here? What are, you, are you, are you looking for something specific? It's like, what's your, what's your sort of, what's the goal here? Well, all the other people are all talking about me and I, I don't know. And I'm kind of like, you know, out of the circle and I need to get in the circle as, as they say. Okay, just for some out of out of character clarity, is Joachim just asking for general tips on how to like sort of ingratiate themselves into a space, or what's the kind of what's the deal here? Yeah, basically, I, that's my understanding from Ludo is like a I am the gossip, and what I'm trying to do is trying to ingratiate myself with the the servants, the people in the neighborhood that go to the markets, that go do the shopping, and. and Basically trying to establish, hey, yeah, this person, yeah, I know them. They work for the Joneses kind of stuff. Um, so I think Johnny kind of mulls over and says, so I just, like, I'm going to give you some, uh, some, just like, I'm not a. Uh, oh, and I also need to get to meet the DOS. That's right. That I can, I can just kind of organize, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Ludo? I can just kind of set that meeting up. Yeah, you know that the dust that handled it, they work at the local baseball field. They ran some kind of concession there and also worked as a kind of janitor. So you know that uh, that's where you can find your dust. Yeah, I think I just give some sort of... Well, I'll just do it in character. So as far as getting in touch with the dose is concerned, there's a baseball field not far from here. You could just go out for... We could kind of set you up with like a... I mean, like sort of a, you know, just... If you're working for a household kind of thing, like it's like today's your day off, you're going to go spend time at a baseball game. Maybe you just strike up a conversation. Uh, the person in particular, they're a janitor uh, over at this baseball field. Here are, and Johnny pulls out like out of his pocket, there's like a little very small, like laminated list of some code phrases, basically just enough stuff to get this person to meet with you, either to pass information along to you there at the baseball game or to meet with you outside of that at a different time in a a covert like sort of context and hands it to Joachim and just like so this is some of the stuff that you can kind of say to this person when you're there would I have a physical description of this person at all Ludo at least enough that I could pass one on to uh to yeah you know enough that uh, they have a very peculiar pompadour that you're pretty, <laughs> that you're pretty sure that uh, you know, <laughs> I can gonna have no problem <laughs> identifying them. You can't miss them. Um, I explained that to Joachim and kind of end that with. So getting in touch with the dose is pretty easy. Now let's just talk about general subterfuge here. So I'm gonna give you some tips from a uh, kind of the some of the the masters as far as acting is concerned. I think that's kind of what you need to lean into. So. Your uh, your persona here, Elias Skog. Let's talk about that a little bit. You kind of need to figure out what this person likes, this person that you are pretending to be, what they're into, kind of all of that stuff, and sort of like basically find the middle ground between that and the goals that you have. I always recommend whenever you're coming up with a fake identity that you try to keep it as close to your real identity as possible while, you know, just sort of have it like just sort of a a one step to the left kind of like of, of who you actually are. It's easier to keep a lie up if, uh, if it's less of a lie, you know, for example, I, uh, am a, a lover of the arts and, and, you know, I have some degrees in communication. So I've chosen a job that kind of falls within that skill set, even though it's not really a thing that I would actually do. The more you're able to talk about your lie confidently, you know, kind of the better, the better suited you are for it. So I think just kind of figure out, figure out what Elias Skog is like, what makes him tick and, uh, you know, uh, what, uh, what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, sort of how they, how they fit into the thing here. Basically just give yourself a pretty developed backstory without, don't make it too complicated. The more complicated you make it, the more stuff you got to remember. Try to keep it simple as much as you can. As far as just like ingratiating yourself with the community, I think the best you can do is just, I would say, typically, you know, generally be friendly, conversational, try not to intrude on conversations that are happening private. But if you, you know, see something out in public and you can crack a joke here or there, people love that. That helps you kind of, you know, sort of 
establish a relationship. Maybe give yourself one specific sort of quirk that other people can remark upon that won't make them feel uncomfortable, but at the same time, it's just like sort of a unique thing about you. That might help with sort of just the general chattiness that you get out of the folks. Is this kind of what you're looking for? I'm not really just like, you know, I'm not exactly an expert on all this or. Oh, oh, oh yes. I think Yoki, uh, Elias, <laughs> I'm going to be that character, aren't I? I'm going to be that character that's in like every one of these things that just can't get the real name, the fake names, right? I think I'll just revert. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. I, I think I get it. Uh, yeah, so I think kind of just work on that a little bit and maybe like, you know, maybe for the first day, say if you're, you know, walking to a market, maybe the first day you're there, you don't say anything to anybody other than just like make yourself a little bit memorable in the, in the minds of the shopkeepers that you kind of that you deal with. And otherwise, don't stand out, especially, but make yourself visible, make yourself seen just kind of a a figure who's present in kind of the space. And then when you come back. Uh, that's when you kind of start leaning into these singular interactions just until people kind of get comfortable around you and then you can kind of start gossiping a little bit about what's going on in this house. Okay. Speaking of speaking, so Berserker has magic. Does any of the other two speak Japanese or have to use English? I think John Doe fitting his international man of mystery meets unhoused person. I think John Doe probably speaks a decent amount of Japanese. He's conversational in it. I wouldn't say it's perfect, but I, I think it probably makes sense for John Doe to speak Japanese. And I'll, I like, I'll say this. I, I mean, knowing that we were going into this, I think Johnny has probably crash coursed himself on languages before when he needed to go into situations where that might be useful. I think he did that here. Basically, he has learned just enough Japanese to be an apologetic American who is doing their best to interact in Japanese when possible, basically. Like, I, I, you know, it's that thing where, like, he's, like, learned some Japanese and, like, he's will make clear to people in Japanese, I'm trying to learn more, you know, I appreciate your patience, like, that kind of stuff. Like, enough to be as respectful as possible while also making clear that it's not, like, a strength, but he is working on it. So he, he has a very basic, like, functional knowledge where he can have extremely simple conversations and can also, like, if people are in any specific interaction, like, they are open to teaching him a little more, he will kind of, like, take those little bits where he can get them. So that's a recent thing. So when you were on East Japan and the operations for the Secret Moon Wars were happening from there, so that time you were not learning Japanese. What, you were too much of stuck in the military bases for that or uh, no interest at the time? No, that's actually a very good point. Okay, yeah, Johnny would probably have some. Uh, no, if I would have been there for a period of time, no, Johnny would have learned Japanese. I love that I, I, I went through all of that just like very well thought out shit and then just didn't think about my own fucking backstory. No, Johnny would know Japanese because if he spent time in the country, I mean, it's the same as like, you know, he learned Spanish because he was going to be living in Chile. Like, Well, he lived there for 10 years. He went to learn Spanish. Yeah, exactly. So, like, as, like, as soon as he knew that he was going to be living in a place, he applied himself very intensely to learning Spanish. If he was going to, you know, be living in Japan, he would have done the exact same thing there. Also, he was a cowboy. Which kind of cowboy does not know Spanish? Come on. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, which kind of, what kind of cowboy doesn't know Japanese? Every, every fucking cowboy... Yeah. So, but uh, that was probably going to be the the cover for uh, Jensen Jones that he's learning recently. Yeah. So it's going to be weird because you actually are portraying a character. It's not as proficient with Japanese that you are. Yeah, I think he's planning on leaning into that just so that, like, you know, people can have conversations near him and he can be like, I don't know what you're saying, but actually I do. Definitely nothing that I never have done before. <laughs> I've never heard of this Japanese. I will say this, though. This is just a fun. This is a fun character trait of Johnny's. Uh, and it's also uh, I've mentioned this as true in Spanish as well. Somehow, despite the fact that he's speaking a different language, he still has a southern accent. And I don't know how that sounds or how that would work, but somehow even when Japanese people hear him talk, even when he is speaking fluent Japanese and is like fine in it, there's still just a little bit of that twang where people are just like, oh, you're not from here. You don't, you don't speak this quite right. And that's fine. We appreciate you trying. 
do we want to get with to the meeting with those or do you want to intercalate with someone else doing something else for the preparations? Who's going to educate Void? Who's going to be Voidwalker's tutor? I think there's an obvious answer here, but I don't want to broach it in the obvious way. I mean, it's, I mean, probably, I mean, probably, probably me. <laughs> I mean, not to, you know, put you on the, on the spot there, but it, uh, Hugh John Doe looking at the stack of books, be like, man, that's wild. People read all this. All right. So we have to establish our identity of the neighborhood, educate Voidwalker. What was the third thing? Ground your identities, give them some credibility. So basically, reinforce your uh, cover stories. So, to ground our covers, basically, it's going to be doing your day job. Yeah, as I was saying, cut to John Doe explaining to someone, like, okay, like on set, just so in order to throw this kick properly, you need to pivot a little bit and safely, because safety's our watchword here. You've got to pivot your whole body this way. So what is the movie that you're working on? Or rather, what is a ripoff slash adaptation to? Because the Americans hate to read subtitles. It'll be a classic gangster drama with martial arts fights. The Americans are... Oh God, I'm trying to think of like a just in the, on the middle of the road name for it. Yeah, it's the man from Hong Kong, but it's done in Japan for some reason yeah yeah it's uh it's it's the dude from Tokyo is what they're gonna call it in the states Tokyo Hearts Tokyo Hearts it centers on the main plot device being a game of Hanafuda but in the English dub we just refer to it as Hearts I hate it <laughs> accurate I hate it and John Doe is playing the the American, you know, we're going to we're going to wholesale steal from how they added American character. Most of these. He is an American reporter doing afterplot interviews with all the characters and also pulling double duty as stunt coordinator for any shots that need to be reshot with the other American lead. All right. So why don't you do a challenge role for me? I, I fucking hate that Hearts of Tokyo sounds like a movie I would, I like Brad would have seen. I'm going to argue to use, well I'm not going to argue, I think that this is probably going to be my agility with Close Combatant and my status die and I'm going to say Principle of Amnesia because John Doe doesn't have a bunch of stunt background so he doesn't have the like problem of if the director's like, but uh, we need to shoot it like this, immediately knuckling down and doing it in an unsafe unsmart way. He's said like well, yeah, but that'll get somebody killed. So why don't we do it this way? All right. Also, uh, as an aside, uh, remember to have family scenes so that you can generate boosts and, uh, you know, recover health. Cough, cough. I, I, I had an idea for those leading into a save scene with Voidwalker. Yeah, just saying that, you know, remember to have family scenes to do that. Ouch! Yeah, exactly, because again, you're gonna need boosts. That hurt. Mm. Yeah, so do you want to fail or get the major twist? I mean, we're still early in the plot, and major twists are really interesting early in the plot. So I think that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll take the major twist. I guess a good one would actually be that you get hurt. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, so basically you no longer can be working, so now you have to ground your identity without being dead, but also gives you an excuse to be on other scenes. Yeah, so, you know, I show the guy how to do the kick, and the guy who I'm showing goes to kick me and does it horribly wrong, and John does just not pay attention. Just, ah. Ow. Yeah. Oh no, that looks, that should look like it really hurts. God damn it. All right. <laughs> so you're going to get a max plus mean dice penalty that is persistent. Okay. Through the whole issue. That's fair. So the thing is, it's only a three, so it should be only a minus one, I think. Yeah, it's only a minus one. So you get basically, uh, you know, arm on a cast or leg in a caster. Pull the hamstring. Yeah. So you're going to have this permanent minus and persistent. 
And it's not even exclusive, son of a bitch. Yeah. That's fine. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be the whole issue. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so, you know, family seems to make those, uh, those boosts and to heal. Might be a good idea. Yeah, but you get a success. So you are doing this work, but that is a work accident. So exactly what happens? So, I mean, it is, you know, of course, the Wild West of movie production. So I imagine they put the director, John Doe's, you know, again, secondary lead stunt coordinator and the American director who's redubbing certain scenes is, is just this absolute maniac who's hold on, hold on and puts them in a ridiculously dangerous car crash sequence that John does like, I, yeah, I, I'll probably be fine and gets hurt. No one else does, which John considers the win, but he had the director. Yeah. You're, you're too hurt to stay here. Go home. Yeah. But th that did the one hell of a job to establish your identity because now there are hospital records. <laughs> there is a story on local news. It's like, yeah, you managed to do it. You were very successful. People now know about uh, the terrible accident that happened to Bart Jones. And uh, yeah, and everyone heard about it. And it's going to be the topic of conversation. I love the idea of just... <laughs> so, and in fact, I think this is the perfect way to do a, a fun family scene is... Uh, as far as Johnny slash Jensen knows... John slash Bart went off to work and then as he's, you know, briefly getting ready to start tutoring Voidwalker, the phone starts ringing in the uh, apartment. Uh, John's residence. Elias? Yes? Don't freak out. Uh... And I need you to think of the best way to phrase this to Jensen and Alyssa. I'm in the hospital. Already? There was a bit of an incident at work can you come down to uh, pick me up? They won't discharge me without family being present to make sure that I'm going home safely. Uh, okay. All right. I'm at blah address. Yeah. I'll see you shortly. Uh, other Mr. Jones, little Miss Jones, other Mr. Jones is uh, in the hospital, got injured at work. Johnny pokes his head out of his uh, out of his office and he's like he what? Wait already? Yes already. He got injured apparently took a real bad kick or something or car crash. I, I, I couldn't get all the information. Uh, should I go pick him up or would you like to join me? But Papa is always involved in car crashes. He should be used to it. I know. This is probably due to the director's fault. I'm blaming the director. Should I get a lawyer here? I genuinely don't know the answer to that. Is this a situation in which I should get a lawyer involved? Well, do you want the extra scrutiny? Because it can also work very well. I, I super don't. Yeah, but also could work very well to grounding your identities if there is a legal case happening. That is true. It can backfire, but It could back. It could super backfire. Yeah. Can also be a good thing. Yeah. Maybe we just get a lawyer kind of involved at this point and just like from it, from the sense of just like, let's have someone here that we can consult with and see if we need further sort of legal recourse involved. Bartholomew, does Bart have workers comp on this or this is like an uninsured set? I forget. Also, are you unionized? Because I figured that working here, most of the people are not union. Yeah, that's the thing. Are you? I think Bart and the other American actor were probably unionized, but the set I doubt is insured. So the union's probably paying it out just to keep everything flowing because we've gone over that unions in the world of 197X in America are uh, not in a great way. Oh, they are in a great way. If you are an American. Yeah. So, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Bart's probably unionized and getting the payout he needs to remain off work while he's injured. 
Sucks for everyone else on the set of the director's probably taking the fact that he's getting a, a union guy breathing it down his neck on them, but that's the cost of business. I mean, we can contact the, the insurance people, right? Maybe get an insurance lawyer on retainer wrinkle or something. What would you say, Papa? I, that seems, yeah, that seems like a good idea. I'm still, every single fucking time that Voidwalker calls me Papa, I still, it's, it's just the most, like, it's so confusing. (laughs) It's just the strangest feeling. (laughs) Considering how much time she has spent being like, you guys are fucking dorks. And then she's like, Papa, do you think we should get a lawyer? Let's talk about this with the insurance people, Papa. Yeah, also, she's wearing a dress and she has her hair ironed out with iron press. Like, yeah. I feel so sorry for her. I I also do, too. Yeah, she hates it. The Papa thing is basically it's her getting back at you because she knows it's the most psychic damage that she can do. It's and, and that's the thing, it, it, that's exactly what it is. It's psychic damage in the sense that not not from me. I don't. It's not. It doesn't make me feel bad. It's just so confusing. <laughs> it's just like Johnny every time is just like what the right. Yep, that's me. I'm Papa. Okay, so I guess we will head to the hospital and pick up the pick up the pick up. Are we married, Brad? Is that what this is? Yeah. Okay, we're gonna pick up my husband. All right, I'll get the car. You can't send a kid with superpowers with two dads to a normal school in 197X. Yeah, this is why they send with three dads. But uh, you decide, no, the computer is wrong. We should not send with three parents. Two dads dads and a dad for hire. (laughs) Two and a half dads. Oh, that's the show you're pitching now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the show of your network. That's exactly the show I'm pitching. That's a thousand percent. That's yes. That's the current show that I am working on pitching. Actually, that's not the one I'm pitching. That that one's just my passion project. I've been writing it for a while. I've got some big ideas. It's a montage scene, so you can choose to heal, heal someone else, or create the boost from another scene. Okay, so if I heal, so you were at yellow, right? Yeah, I was in yellow. So you go to the beginning of green. Okay. That's what I'm also going to do and be in the exact same position. I think it's kind of funny that John Doe is getting healed while in the while being hurt in the hospital. <laughs> I like to imagine he's just passing off his injuries. I mean, I think canonically it makes a lot of sense. I think I'm going to create a boost. Yeah, you should. Um, yeah, that just makes the most sense to me. Where I, like kind of both doing a little bit of like air quotes damage control about what just happened Bart and also just like kind of further ingratiating ourselves into this stuff mm-hmm. just making ourselves a, a part of this thing uh, what should, would this be an overcome is that what I'm rolling here or no it's a boost it's literally create a boost oh okay what is gonna be the the character that does not remember the names. The other is going to be the character that does not know the That's system. Me. Always me. And the other going to be the dog. <laughs> I, should, listen, I will. I will. I will. I'll get these fucking names pretty easy. I promise. I'm bad with names, but there are names, so I will get them almost instantly. I'm. I'm just never going to be good at learning game systems. I'm trying. I'm trying my best. We've only been playing this for almost a year. Yes. <laughs> Bren doesn't know names. Sam, you don't know mechanics. John Doe, Brad's playing a character who doesn't know anything. It's truly the not, the not knowing trifecta. This is this is the this is the one brain cell party, and we have to pass it around and use it in different ways. Oh gods! Is your boost created by you just getting indignant in the hospital? I, I hope it's either indignant or just so over the top upset that it becomes notable. I think actually the boost might better represent the advice to Elliot. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, that makes sense. It will probably fit your rules of tactician that you know actually enough of the neighborhood to actually give some concrete help. Okay, so I when I am rolling this, I don't have my flash drive plugged in with the rule book in it so what do I need to how do I do this roll 
like everything else, you pick two things and you lose your status die. Like literally every single roll in this game. Okay, and I'm just using the mid die? Uh, yeah. Uh, then I'm going to use lightning calculator and uh, leadership. That, that makes sense to me. And, and your status die, which should be in green. So this made the mid the four. So that's a plus two boost. Okay, so we cut to you coming back from the hospital and uh, you bring John Doe in a wheelchair. It's actually a bit troublesome because the front of the building that is a, a cover that it is as if it is being painted or renovated. So there is this canvas cover on top. So the usual access is blocked. You are entering the building from the courtyard and it does not have an access ramp. And uh, yeah, it's a bit troublesome. And uh, but you managed to make uh, make your way somehow to the, your apartment. And um, and yeah, and uh, we have we return to what should be happening before this disruption in which Alisa should be doing some prep work for the admission exams and uh, that uh, Jensen should be helping with this while Elias is handling the dinner and uh, Bart's probably going to be very bored now because he cannot just start flexing while reading State of Revolution or something. He's watching TV. Probably watching pro wrestling TV. (laughs) Bart turns on pro wrestling TV and is sadly reading State of Revolution. <laughs> just, just reading, reading communist theory, but sad. What reading communist theory is like? So reading, reading communist theory. Yeah, I'm just quizzing Alisa on just like every like I, I, I would have, I would have grabbed one of those like exam prep guides, and we would have been working on it for a little while, and now we've moved on to the point where like I'm just pulling like various parts of it out and just quizzing her on it. So, like, you know, she's probably just got, like, she's got, like, some paper if she has to do, like, math so that she can, like, you know, actually do, like, the work by hand. But otherwise, it's all just, like, me pulling various, like, you know, history and just, like, all sorts of other different stuff for that. And, uh, Elias, it has been only two months which you actually have been living on your own and cooking on your own and using, let's say, modernity features of a kitchen and groceries. So what are you preparing for dinner? I'm going to say a fish dish. Probably keeping it simple with basically trying to charcoal fish out on the porch. So charcoal grilled fish, rice, and something just easy I can understand. Put meat over fire. That's pretty simple. So Highwayman, time to make that challenge roll. So there is any principle that you think that applies uh this is the challenge role for quizzing voidwalker correct yeah principle of the tactician for index cards this is literally all prep this is the principle of the tactician pretty pretty roundly yeah okay so pick your qualities and powers and go for it and now you're keeping max yeah precognition and leadership pretty pretty straightforward on that one hey it's a nine i did good I did a good job. Yeah, you did a good job. It says overcome when you can flashback to how you prepare for this exact situation. This is a 100% a situation in which it's literally just, I have been making flashcards for a while. Like, <laughs> yes, thank you, Brad. They're tactical flashcards. I, I, multiple decks of flashcards that I have set up in like a binder with like like pockets. It's just in this thing where it's just like, this is the history deck. And I just like, I've had all of this ready Pretty much as soon as I found out we were going on this mission, I had one of the the TAs at, uh, I, I forget what the name of the university I actually teach at is called, but one of my TAs there, I was just like, hey, I need you to make a bunch of flashcards on this or on this book specifically. And I was like, you can grab somebody else for help and I'll, I'll I don't know, I bribed him with something like some sort of educational incentive. Well, not educational, academic incentive as far as participating in academia goes. Yeah. And... The thing seems to be working 
more or less well enough and you you make quite process whenever the thing is you communicating with void walker and uh, you asking questions and she answering but when you then let her answer the stuff herself it's just not working but when you are revising it and you ask it she is able to answer so there's something off going on here and uh, you kind of realize that oh void walker actually cannot read english or japanese i beg your pardon all right english or japanese it seems that it's probably the same way that Borzaki does this stuff and you have to realize oh that is a problem yeah that's a problem wait uh, can she read and write like spanish no she just can't read or write well at least none of those three languages I would I would directly ask her. It's just like, hey, is there a language that you can read or write in? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, and uh, she, and she writes something, and uh, you look at it. It looks kind of like Chinese or Japanese, but you know Japanese, and you know that is not it. So it's kind of like Chinese or Cantonese, but not exactly. Hey, listen, <laughs> this is a pro this is something I should have been. Okay, I'm going to do this in character instead of just instead of just doing this as a player with just just genuine shock. Um, hey, um, Elisa, I would like to let you know that I, I definitely should have been informed that there was going to be a language barrier here of of I would say paramount importance uh, from this point on we will be studying uh, everything that we are currently studying but a little less and we are going to be spending a lot of fucking time on just like you have to learn Japanese now oh wait but I can what do you mean language barrier what do you mean learning Japanese uh, in this case what I mean is explicitly the thing I just said you have to learn Japanese now <laughs> I don't understand. What What do you even mean? What language barrier? It's, uh, well, yeah, here's the thing. Uh, there are, a like, I didn't think I was going to have to explain this concept, but there are a couple major languages that are communicated in at this, at this prestigious school that we are trying to get you into. One of them is Japanese, and the other one is English. Is that true? Before I say that out loud? Yeah, also French. Also, they also the French. Uh, and, and another is English and uh, also French. So you need to learn one of these languages. And since we are here, I think Japanese makes the most sense, but I will defer to you. You have to learn one of these languages because you have to be able to communicate with the other students and seem like you're supposed to be there. Also, you are going to a school. You're going to have to write stuff. So I'm going to need you to learn to write in these languages. That's the language barrier. It's a barrier in the sense that it's going to be a challenge that we have to overcome together, you and I. But I can speak Japanese and French and English. And she replies these on the three languages. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so we're going to have to do that. We're going to have to make it so that you can do that. That's kind of what I'm... What I'm getting at is that, we're, so like you said, you can't do it. So now we have to get it to where you can do it. That we have to go from can't to can. And Johnny just pulls out another book. It's just like the foundations of English. And then he's like, tomorrow we're starting on French too. Yeah. And you understand now that your obstacle for the rest of the learning, it's not like uh, your student is not able or prepared to learning or your teaching ability is a limiting factor it is that your student does not even realize what you are trying them to learn sick 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 so cool everything's great 
Okay, yeah, we're going to focus on languages from now on so that we know she can communicate in these other languages. Because I imagine if she's there to help spy on stuff, it would be useful if she could understand what people are saying. I also wondered that. Thank you, Bren. How how has she been running these games this whole time without being able to read rules? Well, you should ask her. <laughs> also, what is the reaction of the other two? <laughs> That's John Doe rolls it on his wheelchair. Alyssa, I have a question. Yeah. How have you successfully run Tunnels and Trolls when it's written and printed in English? I have actually also been wondering that. Uh, I, I was kind of hitting the initial shock of just like, hey, this is an incredibly important thing. I am very curious about that as well. Because people at the table get it. I don't need to read the book. I can read the book well enough and read what people connect to the book. You have much to teach us, wise child. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to lie. That is pretty rad. But apparently this is not good enough. I don't understand how this does not work. And then you realize, oh, shit, that will not work for an exam. What, did this child never had to do an exam in her life? Yeah, I think I I start trying to run her through the basics of how regular schooling works. And I mean, when I say that, I mean in like as clear, bare bones as possible. Like this is how like this is the sort of stuff you are going to have to learn in the school. And this is how they will figure out if you have learned it by putting you through these kinds of tests and this is how the tests will be like formatted and this is what like what they are going to expect you to do on them and so like i just go through all of how that works just to make sure that she is on the same page about that and then i kind of end it with so you're not if you can't read or understand any of these languages it will become very apparent immediately that you are not supposed to be there and that would be uh for us, as I'm sure you already know. And as you finish saying that, you think about something that sends a shiver down your spine. If she has a problem with that, how will she do on an Iquit twist? I think Johnny just like doesn't even know what to say at this point. I think he's like, I need I need 15 to 20 minutes to write some stuff down as far as just like how we are going to be reformatting what you are studying before we try to get you into the school. You know what? We're going to do a session after dinner. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do it. We're going to do a session. I know normally that's kind of personal time, but this is suddenly very emergent. So after dinner, we're going to have a we're going to have sort of a general kind of setup session for everything you're going to have to learn very, very quickly. I cannot stress enough that this needs to be the highest priority you have right now. This is the most, yeah, this is the most important thing that we could possibly be doing in this particular moment in time. So I am going to have to infringe on a little more of your time than usual. And I'm sorry about that. But uh, this is critically important. And Johnny just walks over to his desk and starts making notes about like, okay, we need to learn the language and then we need to fit. I need to start quizzing you on stuff about her. Like I need to start teaching you how IQ tests work and all of that so that you can kind of at least game that system. Johnny knows that IQ tests are bullshit. So he's like, I just need you to be able to trick them into thinking that you have an insanely high IQ. So what is uh, Alice doing when this conversation is happening? Just vibing. I think they just come in and serve the fish. This education stuff is so complicated. Aliza is looking at you, like shrugging hands and hands on the on the hair. Like I don't even understand what they are talking about or what the problem is. Anyone, please. Well, the problem is, is from, from my understanding, is that they expect you to write down all your answers and then present them to the person on a written form rather than oral or any other form of communication. No, no, I get that part. The thing that I don't get is how this does not convey. Because everything else conveys. I make myself clear in any other way. Why I'm not making myself clear this way. I, I, I'm I'm confused as to what she's asking. Exactly. I think I just say that. It's like, I'm, I'm confused as to what you're asking here. These people, I, I think if you're asking what I think you're asking, the answer is 
these people aren't looking for clarity. They're looking for accuracy in that even if you have the your idea is clear, if it is not written accurately, they will punish you for it. Oh, that's bullshit. Absolutely. Yeah, that's how. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've you've hit the nail on the head. That's a, that is how academia works. Like, they're not looking for clarity; they're looking for correctness, as far as what they have outlined as as the correct solution to problems. Is it bullshit? Absolutely. And that does not work because that's ultimately arbitrary. So there is no actual social knowledge to be formed, and thus there is nothing for me to read or pass on that's well they're not interested in any way to actually hold the conversation with me no 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 not even a little bit want you to regurgitate the answer yeah 100 they don't care about they don't care about your like just sort of your thoughts as an individual literally at all yeah okay yeah so see the difference john though sorry papa this is why i can run talents and trolls and i cannot roll that bullshit game of the gigax guy Fair enough. Um, but yeah, they want accurate in academia, especially at the level you are at. There's a reason John Doe never went back to high school, got his diploma. Uh, they, they really want you to be accurate, not clear or with an idea. Whereas, you know, in a higher level of academia, such as where such as a college or a university, there's a little more wriggle room depending on the subject to be to have clarity over accuracy. Not much in some, but. In a university setting, like, you know, it is it's more of a conversation of adding like shared knowledge. But within like the primary school system, no, nah, you're here to regurgitate the facts. That's how they that's how they get you to think that you are worthy to be included in a higher academic like level. That's just kind of how how a lot of that works. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying that's how it is. Ah, well, perfect. That's a dollar in the swear jar. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, but that's two. That's two dollars in the swear jar. Yeah. Two dollars in the swear jar. They use the sterling here. Well, you're right. Uh, two dollar two equivalents. Two silvers in the silver jar. <laughs> I love this visual of just of just Bezerkir slash Elias just walking around with a jar that has money in it that says no, no words. You're going to want to follow Jensen with that for a little while because he's going to need it. (laughs) Do you need to break a 20 before we do that? Gold Agonies is an associate of Court Games and D20 Raid. Joaquin Jarv, aka Berserkir, is played by Brent Torreson. They can be found at Copper Credit almost everywhere. Check out their other podcasts, Splinters of Jade and L5R Thriller Actual Play. They are available for editing work. Message them for rates. Johnny Jennings, aka The Highwayman, is played by Sam Sedlacek. They can be found at SGCADelaysec on Instagram and YoungSpaceDead on Twitter. They are largely impressive. John Doe is played by Bradley Handler. You can follow him at JudgeTheBarbarian on Twitter or as co-writer on Split Roll where he screams his opinions at you. Ludo handles the rest. You can find them at The Lettel and more of her stuff as Agonizing Crimson at Itchio or co-writing split role. Sentinel Comics RPG is the property of Greater Than Games and designed in collaboration with Critical Hits. Crimson Gold Agonies is possible through the support of listeners like you. You can support us on Patreon or even better, you can review us on iTunes and you can spread the word because there is no better way to get into a podcast just because a friend told us about it. Such as, for example, Snyder's Return.
Snyder's Return is a tabletop role-playing game interviews and actual play podcast. We interview content creators, Twitch streamers, and fellow podcasters, and we put out our own actual play using a variety of different systems. So come and join us, come and have a listen. You can find us on Twitter at Return Snyder. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or check out our website at www.snidersreturn.squarespace.com. <laughs>